Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is our daily devotional for September 7th, 2023. It is so good to be with all of you, no matter when you find this. Maybe it's the morning, the afternoon, the night, I don't know, but I am delighted to have this time with you. Um, I hope that everybody is doing well and that your week is going nicely. Um, It's amazing how things are just speeding along. And uh, I don't know about where it is where you are, but it is hot here in Spotswood. Hot for us, at least. But hey, it's looking like some things are turning around next week, which I am very excited about. I hope that you are, too, um, if you are local here. And and by things, I mean it's going to get cooler, it looks like, down into the 70s. I am ready for fall. Okay? Uh, Maybe you love the summer. Hey whatever. It takes all kinds to make the world go round. But I appreciate you being here with me. And again, thank you all so much for your kind comments this week. We've just gotten started back this week. So if you are new to Daily Devotionals, I'd encourage you to go back and start with Mondays just for the simple reason of what we're focusing on. Um, On Monday, when we come back together in a couple of days here on Monday, We're going to be picking up where we left off in the book of Acts. But this week, our first week back to Daily Devotionals this fall, we have been focusing on how to read God's Word, how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible. And we've talked about all sorts of things this week. Um, Most recently, we talked about, well, we, we started talking about the three Ps for reading your Bible. The first is perspective, right? Your mindset and what you believe about the Bible. We talked about this yesterday. Your mindset and what you believe about the Bible will shape the way that you read God's Word. Are you yielding to the Spirit as you consider your perspective when you come to the Word? Are you yielding to the Spirit and how the Lord would lead you, for instance? Um, are you seeking knowledge or understanding or both? And, and there's nothing wrong with seeking knowledge. Knowledge is a good thing, obviously, but we don't just need knowledge, right? There's a big difference between the two. Knowledge is academic acquisition. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but understanding is where we got to get to because understanding is knowledge that is applied. And you don't do this on your own, you know. When you read God's Word, this is not just a a typical task. It's not an everyday task. It's a spiritual task. It's a spiritual privilege. And hence, the second P to reading God's Word, to studying God's Word, is prayer. Right? I encourage you to pray before reading the Bible, to pray for the Holy Spirit to illuminate, to, to turn the lights on so that you will see the truth of God's Word, so that you would have understanding. And you can pray for all sorts of things as you come to God's Word, depending on what you're facing, because we bring our emotional state with us. We bring our perspective with us when we come to God's Word. Um, you can pray for joy, right? That, that you would have joy as you meditate on God's Word. Psalm 1-2, right? You can pray for change, that God would use His Word to change you. Um, that You can pray for correction, conviction, wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let let him ask, James 1, right? All of these things are the things that you ought to be doing because praying as you go to God's word indicates intentionality, that you're not just doing it to do it, that instead, oh, my friends, instead you are coming into the presence of God Almighty himself, the creator of the universe, and yet your loving heavenly Father. Now, today, 
As we continue focusing on reading God's Word, we come to the third P, which definitely um, relates to the mechanics of Scripture and how you read Scripture, but it relates to this spiritual side of reading Scripture. So first, let's pray. Our Father, please be with us in this time. I thank you for everybody that has come to be a part of this, and uh, whether they're brand new or, or, or repeat, and they've been here all almost 500 times that we've been together now. I pray your blessings on them in every way. Give us grateful hearts as we come to your word, as we focus on this ever so important subject of how to read your word. Would you guide us now by your Holy Spirit? We pray it in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Now, before we go any further, let's let's say this is your first time. You might be wondering why this is all so important. Well, y'all, reading God's word in terms of our lives, in terms of who we are, we're to be people of the book. If you know Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Christ, then you are to be a follower of his word, not because you must, but because you may. We we talked about this yesterday. What is revealed in God's word is an expression of who God is, wherein he reveals himself to us. And so all of this is very important, how you read God's word. It's important because of what God's word says about himself. Yesterday, as we saw from Psalm 119, if God's word it's going to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. If you would hide God's word in your heart so that you would not sin against him, if you would seek understanding, as we saw at the start of, of, of our return, really, 2 Timothy 2.17, if you would study to show yourself approved so that you would faithfully handle the gift that is God's word, you've got to be intentional about reading God's word. Y'all, do not reduce God's word to a talisman or a luck-related practice. I talked about this a bit yesterday. Don't say, well, I've got to do it or something bad's going to happen to me today. Don't, Don't reduce it to that. Don't read to just read. Read to know. Read God's word to understand, to grow closer to God, for the Bible is God's word to his people. And so you need the proper perspective. We've talked about that. You need to pray. But the third P that we come to today in order to read God's word and to understand it well, you need to have patience. Patience, okay? Patience in not only how you read, but in what you read. Let me explain. Remember why we are to read God's word again. We're to read God's word in order to be informed by it, in order to be shaped by it, in order to find answers to question. Yes, all of this is true. But we read God's word ultimately to commune with God. And with that principle in mind, that when we go to God's word, we hear the voice of God. We commune with him. With that in mind, we should not be in a hurry. We should not reduce it to just some task. And not only should we not do that because he's the God of the universe. You know, think about that. When, when God draws us to himself, when God commands us to read his word, it's, it's him wanting to spend time with you communing with you. I I don't know if you've ever met a celebrity before, but it's a surreal experience. And, and I've met a few celebrities before. And 
when you're in the presence of a celebrity, a lot of times it's like, wow, you know, that takes precedent over everything else because here's this famous person over here, right? And y'all, they're just people. They're sinful people. In fact, a lot of times celebrities are godless people. Um, but but that happens to us, right? Or if you were to hear that some famous person wanted to have a phone call with you, you would clear your schedule just like I would too. And yet the God of the universe, the creator of all things, wants to spend time with you. Don't be in a hurry for that. But But it's not just that. It's not just the fact that he's God. He's your father. And he loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you. He loves you so much that he provides for you. He protects you in ways that that you don't even see. Ways that you're not even going to know about until you get to heaven, right? He loves you. And so patience, patience should be a part of, of, of how and why you read God's word. This past Sunday, we focused on Psalm 27. It was the last in our summer series in the Psalms. But in Psalm 27, we see why David, even though he's a murderer, he's an adulterer, he's a warmonger, we see why David, by God's own testimony, is called the man after his own heart. And we saw it in verse 4. Listen to what David said. He said, I've asked one thing from the Lord. Again, Psalm 27, 4. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. You know, this is why David is the man after God's own heart. But we've just seen his deepest desire. And if you say, well, well, how can I do this? There's no tabernacle anymore. There's no temple. Is this about going to, to sit in the sanctuary at Old Providence? You are welcome to come and do so. But that's not what this is about. My friends, to read and to know and to understand God's word, to commune with God through his word, through prayer, to commune with him is to dwell in his presence. And the way that you gaze on his beauty, as David desired in part, is through reading his word. So be patient when you read God's word. Soak in its contents. Read expectantly, expecting the Spirit to guide and convict you. Read with gratitude, recognizing that the Lord has revealed himself to you in his word. And read patiently, waiting on that guidance and that appreciation. And it's for this reason that the mechanics of how you read are really very important. I've already issued some warnings to you, right? You know, now we're talking about the nuts and bolts of how to actually read the Bible. We've talked about translations. We've talked about tools. We've talked about study Bibles. I've issued some warnings, right? I've, I've warned you about trying to get through God's word in allotted time periods. Don't remember, he's your father. Don't do that to your father. Enjoy him. I've warned you about regimented reading plans, and I'm not saying that reading plans are necessarily bad, but if you're reading just to read, just to check it off the list, stop. Be patient instead. Seek God's face through his word. It's for this reason that when people ask me how to read the Bible, I always tell them the same thing. 
read it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and read it book by book. One of the biggest cautions I can give you about reading God's Word, if you really want to know how to read God's Word, let me caution you against just picking it up and reading fragments here and there and everywhere because you will miss the real meaning of God's Word. I say that because, like I said last night in our Hebrews Bible study, God's Word cannot mean to you what it could not have meant to the people that originally received it. I'll say that again. God's Word can never mean to you what it could not have meant to the people that originally received it. Now, I'm not talking about application here, okay? Obviously, the application is different, different time, different space. But the principles remain the same. So coming to grasp the real meaning of what a book is all about, that's what's necessary for you to understand God's Word. It's not enough to just take snippets here and there and go off and run with them. You need to focus on what the author was seeking to get across. You need to focus on that individual portion of God's Word. And not only that, if you take bits and pieces of the Bible and you just do so at random, y'all, you'd never do that. With other books, you know, I, I brought some props here. Let's say that I wanted to read The Quest of the Holy Grail, right? I'm not going to turn um, to page, you know, I'll just pick something random. 55. So Sir Galahad was shamefully silent, and the weary monarch and his wan court were left to their death in life while the grail and the golden charger and the seven-branched candlesticks and the bleeding lance and they that bore them vanished. I'm not going to read that and then pick up you know, Neither Here Nor There by Bill Bryson and read, I should have gone immediately and had two cups of coffee and caught a later train. That would have been the sensible thing to do. If I do that, and then I pick up Paul Thoreau, and I read something, um, you know, something random, the trains are always the same, but the stations differ, usually reflecting what is above ground. Spring Street is raffish, forest hills, smacks of refinement. Y'all, if I do that, I'm not going to get anything from any of those books. I can say that I've read them. You know, if I devote time, I can say, well, look how quickly I read these three books and none of them are small. But what am I going to get from it? Am I going to understand what Paul Thoreau is trying to get across or, or Bill Bryson? Or am I going to understand the quest of the Holy Ghost? No, I'm not going to understand it. I will have gathered something from it, but I'm not going to get the story, you see. Don't jump back and forth when you read God's Word. You wouldn't do that with a novel. Don't do it with the Bible either. I'm not saying you can't read different sections of God's Word for different occasions. Just be sure not to lose the story of the author's intent. For that reason, I'll come back to the warning that I often give. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right at the front of the sanctuary. This is the communion table that, that my computer is on the pulpits behind me, so that's what I'm pointing to. But if you're an old Providence person, you've heard me from that very pulpit say things like, beware bumper sticker theology. Or beware refrigerator magnet theology, where single verses are taken out of the book that they're written in, and they're often taken out of context, and they're applied in ways that they never should be. 
There are loads of examples of this where people have absolutely done exegetical malpractice, right? Where they have totally misinterpreted God's word by taking a single verse and run with it. There's even some ridiculous examples. I, I wish I had printed it out, but there's a, uh, I think I mentioned this before. There's a, you know, the little desk calendars, right? And there's nothing wrong with these things, but there was that you can find it online. There's a meme made out of it where it's a desk calendar. And I guess it's for women because it's like roses and flowers in the background. And the verse for that day is Luke 4, 7. You know what that says? It says, worship me and all shall be thine. Boy, in that nice, worship me and all shall be thine. There's a lot of wonderful promises about the importance of worshiping God there and, and what we get when we worship God. God says, if you worship me, all shall be thine. At least that's how that desk calendar presents it. The problem is it wasn't God that said that or Jesus that said that. In Luke 47, Satan is speaking, okay? that That's my point. If you just take the snippets, if you remove verses from context, you're never really going to get it. And the point of reading God's Word, again, is communing with God, and it's gaining understanding how those truths apply to you, what God would have you do in light of His Word. So how do you read the Bible? Verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. And no, you don't have to start in Genesis and go all the way to Revelation. Though once you grow in your faith, and once you grow in your reading, I would recommend that you do that very thing. But if you're new to reading the Bible, you don't have to do that. Um, lots of times when people say, hey, look, listen, I, I don't read my Bible like I should. I want to start reading, though. Where should I start? Almost always, I direct them to the gospel according to John, and I direct them to the Psalms. One of the reading plans that I think is very beneficial, and, and, and no, this isn't a contradiction of what I've said, the book of Psalms is different than every other psalm because each psalm is a freestanding psalm. I recommend that people start chapter by chapter, verse by verse with a book of the Bible and that they add in the psalms. There's 150 of them. You can pray the psalms even. Use the psalms to guide you in your prayer life, all right? Um, but... Others, if you're in need of certain things, if you talk to me and, and we talk about where you're at in life, there may be other books of the Bible that you need to start with that, that would be a very fitting start for you. And that's okay. The point is, though, that you get the story. Remember what the Bible is. It's many books. It is one story, one ultimate author. Now, more mechanics. How much should you read? Well, it all depends, and, and it depends on what you're reading. There are days when you may read a single verse, and you may just dwell on it, and y'all, that's okay. The point is to gain understanding. The point is to commune with God your Father, and sometimes it's just one verse. If it's, if it's a particularly rich verse, I did a whole sermon on Psalm 23.1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
There's a lot of reflecting to do on what it means to say, I shall not want, and that the Lord is your shepherd, okay? There may be days where you read a couple of verses, where you read an entire section of Scripture. Thankfully, most Bible have Bibles have the little chapter headings. I would recommend, if you can, to read one of those headings, okay, one of those portions, but then the next day, start at the next verse and read that portion, right? There may be days where you read an entire chapter or two or three chapters. That's okay. As long as you have the right perspective, as long as you have prayed, and so long as you have done so patiently, patient in how you read, and patient as you wait on the Lord. Now, there are more things that we could talk about, and I'm sure that you have questions. By all means, feel free to write me, send me an email, um, write me through Facebook Messenger. If you're on Sermon Audio, you should be able to send a message through there as well. It's just my name at Hotmail, Patrick Malfress at Hotmail or gmail.com. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'll give you my number. We can talk. Um, because the reality is, is that we're all in different places. And throughout our lives, even the same person can be in different places when it comes to reading God's word, communing with God, and, and gaining understanding. But the final thing I would tell you to do as far as reading God's word, and Monday, we're going to get back into Acts, right? This is the, the end of this little mini, mini series on reading God's word. Read it. I've alluded to this a few times. If you have questions, call me. But, y'all, there are times when we don't feel like reading God's Word. There are times when the devil would convince you that there are so many more important things, so many more applicable things. Read it with the right perspective. If you come to God's Word and you don't feel like reading it, remember to pray and ask that the Lord would give you joy. But read it. It is God's word to his people. It is his gift to you. Now, that's all for that refresher course. On Monday, we will start back with Acts. Let me pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for this time that you have given to us. And again, I thank you for the technology that exists so that we can have it. I praise you for everyone here, and I pray that this time would be a prompting to us to commit all anew to being people of your word. What a gift. You, you haven't left us to figure things out on our own. Instead, you have revealed, you have revealed to us who you are, who we are, what you would have us do. Let us read, let us study your word to show ourselves as approved so that we would handle it properly. And oh, Father, let it be our joy as we meditate on you day and night. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of this time. Lord willing, this is Thursday's devotional, so we'll be back Monday. Um, and I post these things at six o'clock. We have church Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I'd love to have you. Uh, if you have any questions or if I can do anything for you, let me know. Have a great weekend.